the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, let's get it on. It's 10.06. I'm Mike Boyle, and this is The Restaurant Show in Denver on News Talk 710 KNUS in Colorado Springs. Yeah, we do a simulcast all up and down the front range, AM 1460 and FM 101.1, The Answer. Yes, you can go to the station websites and listen live. Yes, you can go to my website, MikeBoyle.com, and listen live. I have not mentioned that much in the past, but uh, for some of you that maybe live in areas where the radio reception isn't as good as you might like, uh, you can always, always listen to me by going to the station websites or going to my website when I'm on the air, mikeboyle.com. 303-696-1971, 303-696-1971. Uh, last week, I was giving away um, some gift certificates to the Black Hat Cattle Company, truly one of Colorado's great restaurants. And uh, some people didn't respond, so I still have a uh, certificate. So I'm probably going to talk a little bit about that. It is Sunday, October 8th. I'm happy to have you with me. Uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts on acai bowls. I'd like to hear your thoughts on Korean hot chicken. I'd like to hear your thoughts on whether or not you should drink coffee in church. Now, I would imagine that probably most, can I, may I see a show of hands of how many people have already had a cup or two or three of coffee this morning? Oh, yeah, just, just about everybody, just about everybody. I, I don't happen to be a coffee drinker. I will tell you this. I love coffee. I love coffee. I just don't drink it. I, I, it's just one of those things that, uh, you know, I remember coming in from surfing. You know, you paddled out at 5 o'clock in the morning, 5.30, you surf for two hours or so, you came in. And even if it was a degree day, you still had a little bit of a chill. You'd been in the water and you'd have a nice big breakfast. You earned it. You worked out. And you'd have a nice cup or two of coffee. Oh, yeah. Put a little honey in it to sweeten it up a little bit. I remember being in the field in the United States Army. And boy, just a little bit of coffee to keep you going. But I just don't drink it. But I know most of America does. Now, less Americans, percentage-wise, go to church. But a Minnesota pastor put a viral post out about people drinking coffee in church. And it ignited a fiery debate. And I'd like to get your thoughts on that. Coffee in church? Thousands of people thought about the issue after a prominent Baptist pastor posed a question on social media about its appropriateness. Can't you go 45 minutes without a cup of coffee while you're in church? An hour. Maybe you got a preacher that's a windbag and he's a long sermon guy. An hour, hour and a half. 
two hours. I went to a three-hour Anglican service down in Jamaica. It was absolutely sensational. Nobody drank coffee. Everybody did just fine. I'd be curious. I'm going to share this article with you. All right, 303-696-1971. How about those buffs? Ooh, the Rams took a hit. What about my Dodgers? We got a lot to talk about. 303-696-1971. Give me a call. I'll be with you up until noon for the restaurant show. His hands were meant for different work and his heart All right, 14 minutes after 10 o'clock. What a nice, mellow song. Dan Fogelberg, the leader of the band, to start the show with 303-696-1971. We talk about restaurants, travel, movies, books, sports, or whatever we feel like talking about. Hot news, burning issues, our CU buffs. Yeah, they belong to the state. I didn't go to CU. I don't have a dog in the fight, but... I'm happy to see what uh, Deion Sanders is doing up in Boulder. They beat Arizona State University down in Tempe on the road. That's always impressive. They were one and four. We were three and two. Um, CU scored a field goal with uh, less than a minute to go and won the game 27 to 24. So they are now four and two. Uh, they've got Stanford this week up in Boulder, then a bye week. Then it gets a little rough. Then it gets into Washington State and UCLA and Oregon State. And, uh, you know, they're not winning the games decisively, but they are winning games. And certainly four wins is much better than the 1-11 and season that they had last year. CSU got beat out in Utah State. And my Dodgers, I want to talk about them for just a moment. Uh, they won 100 games in the National League West, won the National League West crown. Um, they had to play the Arizona Diamondbacks last night. They have to play them to move on to the next round of playoffs. And the starting pitcher for the Dodgers was Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw is a guaranteed first ballot Hall of Fame selection Five years after he retires, that is the waiting period. But, and he's one of the best pitchers in history, and he's a fine, fine gentleman, married his high school sweetheart out of Dallas, Texas, four lovely children, wonderful Christian man. Not only does he practice it, but he wrote a book about it. Uh, they support orphanages in Africa. So I just want him, just like Sandy Colfax, watch Sandy Colfax when I grew up. I wanted Sandy Colfax to win every game. I wanted him to dominate. I wanted his excellence to be on display for everybody. Well, Clayton Kershaw last night got one out in the first inning. He gave up six hits and six runs in one-third of an inning. The worst performance of his career. And I just wanted to share it because, you know, I think that sports is such a great equalizer. Um, here is this wonderful, wonderful man who's been a pillar in every single area that he's ever participated. Life, parenthood, faith, baseball, and he got knocked around a little bit, you know, and matter of fact, he got knocked around a lot. And uh, 
But I'll tell you something, folks. I still just want people out there to know that if your kids and your grandkids emulate the life of and the words that come out of the mouth of Clayton Kershaw. So he's going to get another start uh, in the series, and uh, hopefully things will go better. Today is National Clergy Appreciation Day. I've been thinking about church a little bit this week. I say, I'll tell you my relationship. I've read the Bible cover to cover. I don't have verses that I quote to myself. Uh, I was uh, baptized in the Episcopal Church, raised in the Episcopal Church, confirmed. I say my prayers every day. I'm not as much a church attender as many of you. Um, I would go maybe two times a week. But I will tell you this, until I found a church in Castle Rock I wanted to go to, I didn't go to an organized church. I wasn't a member of a church for probably... I don't know, 15 years, maybe 20. Yeah, but now I go to a place that I really like, and I go on Wednesday, I go to Wednesday communion service. Well, I was talking to the boss in Colorado Springs. He moved here two years and nine months ago, and he and his wife are people of faith. He told me that to immerse himself in the Colorado Springs community, to learn more about it, He has, in two years and nine months, gone to, that's about 57 months, right? He has gone, no, it's not, it's about 33 months. He has gone to 60 different churches. And I'm not talking about saying hello to the minister, taking a picture outside. He's attended services at 60 churches. And I was so amazed about that. I got thinking about that. Have you even been, no matter how well you're traveled, have you even been? I know I haven't. I've gone to an Anglican church in Jamaica. I've gone to an Anglican church, the oldest church in South America in Buenos Aires. I've gone to the Waikiki Beach Chapel on Waikiki Beach, Hawaii. And I've gone to all Saints Day services in Germany. But I don't think I've been to 60 churches in my entire life. And then I got to thinking, you know what? I'm not sure I've been to 60 services in the last two years and nine months. I go about twice a month, so maybe I'm getting close. And I was just wondering, how many churches have you been to? 303-696-1971. Maybe you were raised in a community, raised in a church. You went there up until you you got married in that church. Maybe you're going to have the funeral in that church. Hopefully not for a while. But at any rate, I just got thinking about that. I was just absolutely fascinated uh, when he told me that he'd gone to 60 churches in two years and nine months. All right, so we're going to talk about this pastor and he just doesn't think that drinking church, drinking coffee in church is appropriate. What do you think? 303 696 1971. All right, 24 minutes after 10 o'clock, um, Minnesota pastor's viral post about people drinking coffee in church ignites fiery debate. I'd like to get your thoughts. I, I, I kind of got a kick out of this article, 303-696-1971. All right, before we get started on the article, um, 50 years ago, 
50 years ago, everybody listening to this show, you might have been a little tight, but you had a landline, right? And when the phone rang, what did you do? You answered it. Now it might be Grandma, might be Aunt Susie, or it might be somebody trying to sell you subscription to the local newspaper. They didn't have auto warranties back then. That was 50 years ago. Then 40 years ago, we had landlines. And this thing called voicemail came along. And people got voicemail. I'm not here right now. Leave a message and I'll get, I'll call you back. Leave your number. It wasn't one of these, we really appreciate your call. Press one for English, whatever. It was just, uh, leave a voicemail. And then 30 years ago, people started getting mobile phones. And it was probably a brick. You know what a brick is. And you carried it. And maybe you had one, even though you had a business line at your business, and even though you had a home line, but you carried it because maybe you were leaving your restaurant in Denver and you were driving to Castle Rock back when it wasn't very developed. And you just wanted to make sure that the whiff knew you were on your way. Uh, maybe you had the baby with you, whatever it happened to be. And then 20 years ago, all right, the cell phone explosion had got here. And we had flip phones and uh, we had maybe a few companies. We had a little bit of lousy service. And then 10 years ago, everybody had a cell phone. Everybody had a cell phone. And we went from where your opinion wasn't news to where everybody thought that their opinion was news about everything. And we took selfies and we shared it with our friends, quote unquote friends, people you couldn't pick out from Hogan's goat, but they were your friend on Facebook and you shared the pictures. And now we live in an era where everybody has a cell phone. Everybody wants instant access, but people don't answer their phone. They don't rec I don't recognize the number. I'm not taking that call. Well, how do you know what the call is about? So now we go back 30 years when Mike Boyle went on the air and he started giving away gift certificates. And he said, you know what? Rather than having you come to the studios, maybe you live in Lakewood and you win a gift certificate. Do you really want to drive to 225 in Parker? to pick up a $25 gift certificate, maybe a $50 gift certificate. So I said, what I'm gonna do is I'll mail them out. 99.9% .9 of radio prizes are retrieved at the station. There's a form, you sign it, you fill it out, and you take the prize and you leave. Don't have to go home, you can go wherever you want. But I just thought it was convenient. Well. The mailing out of gift certificates is kind of coincided with what's going on with phones. So we take first name, last name, and phone number to give away prizes on the Mike Boyle restaurant show.
Luis Gonzalez, Manning Helm today. He's the producer, does a wonderful job on Sundays. And then after the show, we call and we say to the person, give us your steel mail address and we'll mail the certificate. You'd be amazed at how often we don't get connected. Or we get an address, and I suppose it's all part of this privacy thing. Now, I guarantee you that the NSA knows exactly where you are sitting right now, listening to the show, drinking your coffee. But we want our privacy, okay? I'm not talking about putting your name on bathroom walls. I'm talking about, yeah, okay. So last week, I was going to give away one gift certificate to the Black Hat Cattle Company. And we had five people that called in and contributed to the show. Well, at 11.50, I was talking to Dave Rodriguez off the air, the owner of the Black Hat Cattle Company, wonderful guy. I said, Dave, can I give away five? And he said, sure. So after the show, I made contact with a man in Morrison a man in Denver, and a man in Centennial. And we'll get certificates mailed out to those people because we have the information. Well, two other people never responded. So I've got a gift certificate to the Black Hat Cattle Company, $75. Baseball cut, top sirloin. Tomahawk cut, steak. Yeah, he's got some fish dishes. He's got some chicken dishes. You'll feel like you're in the old Wild West. Beautiful building, wonderful wine list, great bar, wonderful background music, Southwestern art. So if you give me a call today, give your name first and last to Lewis and your phone number. And I would suggest that... If you get a call later today or maybe tomorrow that you don't recognize, that's not in your contact list, you might want to dive on that phone like a live grenade because it just might be me and or Lewis calling to tell you that we will get you that $75 gift certificate to one of Colorado's great, great restaurants. Matter of fact, I'm even thinking of taking a drink tomorrow. A guy I work out with, uh, we were talking. We said, you know, we might be a little late for fall colors, but uh, tomorrow morning, we're going to work out, clean up, put Bailey the Mexican street dog in my car, and we're going to drive up. And I don't know if we'll go up 74 past Kitridge. Black Hat won't be open. But maybe go up to Evergreen to the Troutdale Tavern, or maybe go over to Bergen Park to the Parkside Cafe. Maybe even drive up to Winter Park. Can we get through Floyd Hill with all the construction? 303-696-1971. All right. Coffee in church? Hmm. In Roman Catholic, Orthodox, Coptic, and certain Protestant denominations, adherents are required to fast from food and beverages prior to receiving the Eucharist. For those of you that went to public school, the Eucharist means Holy Communion. Now, I get Holy Communion every single Wednesday. I shouldn't say that. 
every single Wednesday that I attend service, I get Holy Communion. But I work out in the morning, and then I have a blueberry muffin, and maybe I have a smoothie, and then I go take communion. I'm going to ask the minister this Wednesday if that's appropriate. But what about coffee? Coffee in church. Thousands of people thought about the issue after a prominent Baptist pastor, Baptist pastor, that's not easy to say, posed a question on social media about its appropriateness. In Each tradition has its own rules regarding how long adherents should fast, as their various websites noted. And I, to be honest with you, I didn't really know this. Canon 19, 919 of the Code of Canon Law states that those who will be receiving communion must fast from all food and beverages other than water at least one hour prior to reception. The fasting time frame used to be longer. Father Paul Hedman of the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis told Fox News Digital, for a long time, this fast was from midnight. Breakfast is when you broke the fast. Did you know that that's where that word came from? I had no idea, said the Roman Catholic priest. In recent times, this was reduced to three hours and now one hour prior to receiving communion, he said. And you know what? I will say this. God bless the Catholics. They are very pragmatic. Remember when it was fish on Friday? Well, now if you think about it, you know, anyway, neither here nor there. Um, in practice, this means that Catholics who will be receiving communion should not eat or drink about 20 minutes prior to the start of Mass, he said. Okay, because it's an hour and it's going to take 40 minutes for us to get to the communion part. Father Hedman said, while no church law prevents someone who isn't receiving communion from eating or drinking at Mass, it would be unseemly for anyone to do so other than young children, as the sanctuary and nave of a Catholic church are spaces consecrated specifically for worship. This is, I, I find this interesting. Give me your thoughts. 303-696-1971. I'd love to hear from you. Do you drink coffee at church? We'll be right back. Simon, I'm Mike Boyle. It is 1039. Phone lines filled up. Folks, it's talk radio. Contribute to the show. Where have you been? What have you done? What's a movie you've seen? A book that you've read? Not just, hey, I want that certificate. Come on, go on the air. You've got something to say. You've got something to share. Maybe you have thoughts on drinking coffee in church. So I told you what Father Hedman, Roman Catholic priest, had to say. Sarah St. Ongi, who describes herself as a Lutheran and is based in New York, wrote on X that she was, quote, shocked at all of you, meaning those who defended the idea of drinking coffee during religious services. She said she later clarified that while the strong language in her treat was in jest, she still vehemently opposed to people bringing coffee to church, although she did not believe it was a sin. I've never said it was a sin to drink coffee in church, so no, I'm not being legalistic, judgmental, whatever she said. All right. 
The average American church service lasts less than two hours, she told Fox News. So the average person, she said, should be able to, quote unquote, manage two hours without having a coffee, in quote. Some people argued on X that coffee in the sanctuary was completely fine and even in line with biblical teaching. All right, this is somebody who's a little bit more of a biblical scholar than I. Peter Ryan, an author and musician, uh, said worship is about the community coming together. So yes, coffee, and of course, tea absolutely fits. Hospitality is a gift from above. Ex-user Freedom Dude said that drinking coffee in church, quote, keeps my mind sharp and ready to receive the word. All right, I understand that. We've all said our prayers, haven't we? We've all been in church praying and drifted off. Can we agree on that? We need to agree on that because I'll just tell you something. I think that that's pretty universal. I've even talked to ministers about that and they say, yeah, every once in a while I'm at home praying and I kind of forget where I am. So I think that that's okay. If it keeps his mind sharp and ready to receive the word. So he said, I see no problem with it as long as it's not a distraction. Reverend Hans Fiene, pastor of the Prince of Peace Lutheran Church in Crestwood, Missouri, is not in favor of church attendees drinking coffee during religious services. Well, the vast majority of Lutherans I know are coffee drinkers. I've known very few who would ever think of bringing a cup of it into the sanctuary during the divine service, he told Fox News. A social media post about the acceptability of having coffee during church services sparked a debate and got thousands of replies. Father Fiene, I'm going to pronounce that, added that for the Lutherans, holy worship is far more than a theological lecture. It's gathering to receive Christ's forgiveness, life, and salvation. He went on to say, when God pours out these gifts upon us through his word and sacraments, that makes our sanctuary the holiest place on earth. Let's not turn our Father's house into a house of fair trade dark rose. I think that's a cute quote. Not all clergy members who spoke with Fox Digital about the issue are opposed to members of their congregation sipping coffee in the middle of Sunday services, with church service, church attendance dropping. Um, maybe you've heard this on Salem Broadcasting. 20, 20 25 years ago, about 80% of Americans thought that Faith-based was very important in our lives. Now it's down to about 30%. Um, I found myself in the 80%, and now I still find myself in the 30%. So um, let's see here. I lost my place. Father Chris Steele, pastor of St. Christopher's Episcopal Church in Dallas, Texas, <coughs> told Fox News that in his parish— Coffee seems to be the eighth sacrament. The Episcopalians, he said, do not have formal rules in place regarding fasting before the reception of communion. 
That's interesting. I was raised Episcopalian. They seem to have rules for everything else. Um, there is no mention of fasting in the principles of Canaan law common to the churches of the Anglican community, nor Episcopal churches, constitution, and canons. Steele said there is a broad spectrum of practices. Some people do fast, but it's personal. Not many bring anything but water to the Eucharist, but during the morning prayer on weekdays, it's common. Okay? St. Christ Christopher's, he said, has a casual but reverent approach to worship. We're small, and I'm busy enough that being the coffee cop isn't a good use of my time, he said. The debate over coffee in church is a complete non-starter for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, also known as Mormons. Coffee is strictly forbidden at all times. Coffee is one of several substances prohibited for members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. <clears throat> On their website, it says, quote, In the early 1800s, God revealed a law of physical and spiritual health that we refer to as the word of wisdom. In this law, God details foods that are good for us to eat, as well as substances we should avoid because of the harm they cause our bodies. Coffee Okay, that's the end of the quote. Coffee, along with tea and alcohol, are among the substances that members of the Mormon faith are to avoid. A rabbi based in Florida shared his perspective with Fox News on the notion of drinking coffee during religious services. This is a, pa a rabbi out of Plantation, Florida. In the Jewish tradition, prayer is an opportunity to dialogue with, praise, and even make requests from Almighty God. Prayer is an exercise in humility, and sipping coffee during the prayer experience seems to be something casual and irreverent to him. Attending synagogue and praying with a congregation is geared to create the experience of approaching a king. With that in mind, the rabbi said, we do things that help us get into that mindset. I agree with that. When I go to church, I like to stay focused. Turn off your phone. I will admit that my phone is blown up in the middle of Christmas Day services, and uh, that is awkward. Um, for example, we dress up in a way that we would. Were we in front of a king of flesh and blood? You know, that's interesting because we all remember when we went to church. We dressed up. You might have been a five-year-old boy or a seven-year-old girl. You put on a nice suit. You put on a nice dress. Obviously, gender appropriate. But now, I must admit, I go to church in cargo shorts and a hoodie. But I think they're just glad you're there. I, I, I'm not sure that God grades on attendance. But, but I think that that's exactly right. We do things in the Jewish faith that help us get into that mindset. We dress up in a way that we would were we in front of a king of flesh and blood. We put on certain garb, not because God cares what we wear, but to put ourselves in the headspace of standing 
before the King of Kings. He added prayers and exercise in humility, sipping coffee during prayer experience. I re I'm repeating, not befitting saying focus. Um, overall, it seems like something that should be avoided. Love to get your thoughts. 303-696-1971. 303-696-1971. Got a gift certificate to the Black Hat Cattle Company, a $75 gift certificate. Um, if you'd like to give me a call, yes, you do need to go on the air. Yes, you do need to contribute to the show. Yesterday, after I got off the air in Denver at 5 o'clock, I'm followed by Randy Corcoran. Randy Corcoran is, is an attorney by trade. Uh, talk show host since 2014, he interviewed yesterday a young man named Jaden Rodriguez. Jaden Rodriguez is 12 years old, lives in Colorado Springs with his family, and made national news because he had a don't tread on me patch on his backpack. It was fine in lower school, but when he went to middle school, some teacher, some thumb sucker, said that that patch, I don't feel safe because it's a reference to the Confederacy and slavery. Well, the first thing that I find frightening is that this person, with this little lack of history knowledge, is teaching your children. It's the Vanguard School in Colorado Springs. So a big deal is made of it. He's told to leave school, remove the patch, and the mother happens to have a meeting with the school, records it, it goes viral, and even Governor Polis says the meaning of the Gadsden patch is what it's called, Gadsden flag, don't tread on me. <laughs> but it was such a good interview, and compliments to Randy Corcoran for doing a really, really nice job. If you haven't found it, it's Jaden Rodriguez, Vanguard School in Colorado Springs. He made him look like complete fools. Give me a call. Love to hear from you. Time on the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. Uh, we talk about restaurants, travel, movies, books, and whether or not you should drink coffee in church. Let's see what Kathy in Wheatridge has to say about this or whatever is on her mind. Kathy, welcome to the show. Thank you. I, we don't drink church in my sanctuary because the cups get knocked over. We have carpet and it makes a mess. And little kids toddling around, crawling underneath the chairs. But I also did so, not hear. Go ahead. So you so you don't drink you don't drink beverages in church, um, not out of respect for the sanctuary, but because you don't want to make a mess on the carpet. I, and you know what? Those are both they're, they're both valid reasons. And I don't know about you. I figure if I can go through a nine inning, three hour Rockies game without drinking a beer, you <laughs> ought to be able to go through church without a cup of coffee. Don't you agree? Exactly. Yes. Hmm. Yes, what else but you I got? want you to talk about the restaurant. I called because I've always wanted to go to that restaurant, and you said two people didn't show up to get the, the gift certificates, and you were giving away $75, and then I got shy about talking to you on it, but I'm talking to you. I want you well, to talk about I'm, that restaurant. I'm thrilled 
that you call. <laughs> Have you ever called before, Kathy? I call. I call all the time, but I won't go in there. I talk. I've talked to uh, Stefan, and uh, a lot of times when Peter is on, but I just I'm too shy to go on the air. But I listen to well, you all the time. It's, it's my basic radio station. You know what? I am so glad that it was the Mike Boyle restaurant show that got you to break through your concerns. Talk. And yeah. when you said, I did not know that Randy interviewed that young man. That patch has nothing to do with what that teacher thought it was. It's about the Revolutionary War. I mean, Kathy, she needs to read her history. Kathy, she needs to read her history. You ought to be down at the Vanguard School in Colorado Springs teaching history rather than that dimwit that I confronted him about it. And so now, listen, in Wheat Ridge, did you know that there's a new Italian restaurant over at 58th and West uh, 5800 West 38th Avenue called Rossi's Italian Restaurant? I was there this week. It's very good. I actually heard you talking about that because I work at 44th and Wads, but it said 58th and Wads? Which is no, 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 no. It's on 38th Street, but 5800 West 38th Street. Oh, 38th. It's the okay, old Mama that... Soninos or something like that. And Mike's a retired cop and a Denver cop took it over uh, when Mr. Sonino or Mrs. Sonino, somebody died, and uh, cleaned it up, got it looking good. I had some lasagna there, Kathy, that was really, really good. And since you're at 44th and Wads, you know that, of course, you probably went to Valente's back before. It was around yes. for years. I, I, yes. go, go check out Rossi's at 5800 West 38th. I think you'll like it. You know what, Kathy? I think you are such a delight. You know what I'm going to do? You want to go to the you, – you are. I do. You, you want to go to the Black Hat Cattle Company up in Kittridge, is that right? Yes, I do. I'm giving you one of the certificates. I'm, You know what? To hell with the contest. It's my show, my rules, and if I want to well, award it to I thought Kathy, all I had to do please. was talk to get it, and I'm talking. Wow. <laughs> 5800 West 30, is that east or west? Uh, it's, it's between... I'm, I'm, um, I'm, sure, that, I'm sure that... Kathy, I'll bet you that there have been men in your life that have made <laughs> a more stringent demand on you to get dinner. Am I right or am I wrong? More stringent demand. Hmm. <laughs> yes. No, men Native. just buy me dinner. It's always a joke that men just buy me food. They always want to feed me. They, well, all, I I, cannot, they always want to feed me. Well, I can imagine you're a delight. If, if I ever decide to get back in the game, you're one of the first I'm going to call. I'll tell you what, make sure that we have your first and last name and your phone number. When I call to get your mailing address, will you answer the phone? My cell phone? Of course I will. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, you know, you heard what I said about phones. Fifty years ago, we had landlines, and if the phone rang, you answered it. And then 40 years ago, we got voicemail, and then 30 years ago. So, you know what? I'm a talker. My cell phone is on my website at mikeboyle.com. And because I carry it 24-7, I just assume you don't call me at 3 o'clock in the morning. But uh, that way, if I can uh, help somebody, maybe they have a restaurant question or want to talk about something, I'm always happy to be there. Kathy, we're going to make sure we have your information, and I will be calling you right after noon when I get off the air, okay? Afternoon. It's 11 now, so it'll be right after noon. Okay, I will make sure I'm in a position where I can take the phone call. 
<laughs> All right, Kathy, you're a delight. All right, we're going to go ahead and take a break. 303-696-1971. Um, we'll take your calls in the next hour. We've got a lot more to talk about. Jack Phillips is back in the news. French citizens think that travel should be restricted to four flights in a person's lifetime. Uh, there's a charity event for veterans coming up next Saturday. I want to talk about acai bowls. we got a lot to talk about, and I can take your calls. Oh, and Todd told me about Casa Bonita. We're going to share all that in the next hour of the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 